Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guest today is Derek Cross. Derek Cross is a business owner, public speaker, and cookbook author. He is a hemp advocate and spends his time educating people and helping our planet to be a better place to call home. Derek is a self-proclaimed hempaholic. <laughs> he is dedicated to health and wellness for himself, his family, and for as many people as he can impact with hemp. As co-founder and managing director of Hemp Solutions USA, he is passionate about not only spreading the word on what hemp can do for our planet, but also about making hemp available to people everywhere with raw materials and finished products in many different forms. In 2015, his company launched Happy Tree Tea, a line of premium loose-leaf tea blends with raw hemp leaves. Happy Tree Tea is a healthier beverage choice that's on the activist side. Derek has been publicly speaking and educating people all over the U.S. about industrial hemp. He is on a mission to make the nutritional benefits of hemp accessible to everyone by writing a series of hemp healthy cookbooks. He has a passion for the industrial hemp plant and a lifelong goal to educate the masses about medicinal cannabis. So Derek, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Well, thank you, Coach Freddie, for having me on the iHemp Revolution Network. I appreciate uh, having this time to educate about industrial hemp. Thank you very much. You're welcome. We first met at the Sustainable Living Fair in Fort Collins, Colorado, earlier this year, and we talked about health and environment and economy and sustainability, which we'll talk a bit about today. But first, can you give us a little more background on yourself, how you got started, and just why industrial hemp? It was a pleasure to meet you there at the Sustainable Living Fair. And uh, I have uh, five children. I have two grandchildren. And how I got introduced to the industrial hemp plant was um, I was looking for a non-pharmaceutical means to help with my eczema. Um, so I was Googling and uh, I found uh, the hemp seed oil. Uh, cortisone creams weren't really working on my skin. And I noticed that our skin is the largest organ of our body and what we put on our skin goes in our skin. So it made sense that I use a, a natural remedy that the hemp plant provides and I saw the results and I was basically hooked. And that's where the term hempaholic comes in because the hempaholic isn't like an alcoholic, uh, but I'm a hempaholic and I can't get enough of industrial hemp because that's how I came with that coining that phrase. So I started learning and educating about and myself about what more can this plant do? And that's what led me to the health benefits, which led to the foods and to the way we are consuming products and 
how we can make the change. It's overwhelming when it, we're talking from health benefits, economic, environment, and the future. It's just overwhelming on all the goodness that this plant can provide. Well, talking about the health, but can you go into a little bit more detail about the, the health and how hemp can benefit us? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when we, uh, when we use the plant and we eat the plant, we can, we can take the seed and we can crush it for hemp pressed seed oil. Uh, like I use topically on my skin, I can use it for vinaigrettes in my cooking, and it's uh, it's an oil that you don't really fry at high temperatures with. So any people out there listening that are wanting to fry like olive oil or coconut oil, it's a more of a low temperature, 150 degrees or less. So, and we would like to make sure that we uh, uh, let people know that if you get hemp seeds, hemp protein powder, or hemp oil, you want to keep it longer and lasting longer in the freezer or the refrigerator. So the benefits of that. Right now we see that there's about approximately 600,000 people die of heart disease in the United States every year. And, you know, that's one in every four deaths, basically. And so uh, actually the hemp seed oil and the proteins, this is a high protein, high in omega-3, 6, and 9, and it's a completely digestible protein. We see heart disease as one of the leading cause of death, and actually the industrial hemp plant can help with high blood pressure, cholesterol. I, I take it internally. I put it on me. I put it in me, and it helps with your autoimmune disorders. It helps with the stimulation of hair and nail growth. And when we're talking the proteins, um, a healthy heart, a healthy mind, healthy skin, digestive disorders. It's a preventative for cancer and diabetes. Let's move on to the environment and growing hemp. How does growing hemp help our environment? Well, there's many ways it helps the environment. So from um, just planting the seed in the soil helps uh, the soils so we can repair soils. Right there, it, it's a crop that's a dual-purpose crop, so you can grow it for multiple reasons. You can grow it for um, fiber or food or a combination of both. Um, it'll grow very short. It'll grow very tall. It'll grow in different environments. It can sustain some frost, and it's a drought-resistant crop. And when it's farmed properly, you, you can farm it on a piece of land forever, but it makes an excellent rotation crop. And the reason is, is it has a long, deep tap root. That tap root goes down in the soil, and the roots branch out, kind of like a small tree, basically. And that's why trees are so good at holding erosion in soils, and hemp is that. It cleans the soil. It's called a phytoremediator. So from an environment, it'll actually take the heavy metals and toxins out of the soils. They actually used it around the Chernobyl cleanup. And there's proof that plants like hemp and sunflower and all these deep penetrators will uptake that and leave nutrients behind. So it'll actually help replenish soils. And when we are in a farm field and we're using farm machinery, that only penetrates so far into the soils. So we're only using that top half of that soil. We're not really getting down and aerating 
deeper into the, the soils where the microbes can start, you know, doing their breakdown and, and making healthier soils. So when we see a plant like this, cleans the air, traps carbon. It's a carbon sequesterer. It produces four to five times more oxygen than trees, and in return, it takes in four to five times as much carbon. And then when we're using that into now the big craze is hempcrete homes. So that, product, that plant just trapped the carbon into a lime binder that you can use that has thermal mass in your walls. So from the environment, we can clean soils, we can reduce carbon, we can improve soils, we can improve water conditions. This is a mop crop as well, so the, this, this plant can be ground up and be used for oil reclamation. It can be used for compost. We use it for plant, many of products that we have. As our, one of our products is um, absolute absorption, and that is our equine bedding. So because it's high absorbent, uh, it's, it's a plant that will be four to five times more absorbent than pine shavings. Uh, so it, it'll break down in the compost and there's so many, so many advantages. You can use it for fuel for the environment, paper, construction, how we are living, living healthier lives. If we're building a home that has natural resources, we like hemp, um, into the walls, we don't have, we don't see off-gassing of petrochemicals. So we can improve our living environment as well, making materials like our fiber matting that we can actually use for carpet underlayment. And when I talk to firemen, and we are seeing how hempcrete homes are mold-resistant, pest-resistant, and fire-resistant, we have no off-gassing in our internal home living environment. And if in case of a fire, and we're using natural products that will only basically smolder and not add fuel to the fire, if you have a house fire, the oil-based carpeting and a foam underneath is a petrochemical. If you've ever seen it, you, you, there's been fire testing done, and you see how fast that is. And I'm an ex-fireman from in the Navy, and that's what a fire needs is fuel. Well, that fuel in that form is toxic. Now, in a form with like natural fibers that smolder, granted it may omit a burn that might have some toxicity, but not at the levels of what we're seeing with the petrochemical industry. And then it takes more energy to pump the oil to make that product in a high heat environment and get it produced. All we're talking about is planting a seed, growing it, mowing it, and regrowing it. So from an environmental standpoint, we can take that pressed seed oil that I was talking about earlier that I can apply on my skin. We can make fuels from that same oil. I can ingest it. I've actually shown it where I had it on fire. I blew up the candle and I said, this is fuel for America, safe enough to drink. And I get an overwhelming response. People are like, wow, yeah, I can't believe you just drank that. And I said, yeah, I put it on my skin, I eat it, and it can fuel car. So it, it, it's such a wonderful plant. That's, if I haven't hooked you yet, we'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really great. And I, want, I was thinking about this myself. 
about the roots of the plant. Did they go down, what, four, five, six inches into the soil? Well, no, they, they'll, they can penetrate a couple feet down into the oh, soil. Wow. Yeah, if you, I have a picture online. Um, uh, if you look at my pictures online on uh, Facebook, there across, you can see I'm holding up a, uh, a root ball that spreads out about three feet. And that actually was a plant that got early hail damage. The stalk broke and it grew on the ground about five and a half feet. And I pulled that root system out from that plant. And it's just amazing. It's about three feet long in diameter. And it's just overwhelming to see that tap root and how far that goes down. And those little root systems go down into the ground and reach and pull out. You don't need pesticides and herbicides for this plant to grow. It'll seek out its nutrients. Wow. So from an environmental standpoint, we're not putting chemicals on plants that can provide food, fuel, fiber, and medicines. That's huge. And this is also a plant that if we have soils that have been tainted with chemicals, we can actually plant that there to clean up that. Maybe we're not going to use it for ingestion, but I tell you what, over a couple generations, it can clean that soil. It's a phytoremediator. Well, that's very impressive. So what about our economy now? Uh, how do you see industrial hemp changing our economy? Well, I, I, I know that there's a lot of ways you can look at how we can see advances in economic growth. Um, the first thing is, is, Right now, we have to let the audience know that in 2014, there was a, the industrial hemp was added to the Farm Bill for research and development. So it, the president signed that into law. Any states that have um, the on the books for industrial hemp farming can pursue that through their department of, uh, excuse me, through higher education, so your colleges, they can be authorized now to start doing research and development on this. Insert, you know, if you can find a college. Um, so just from the economics of putting the seed in the soil is where it starts. Plant the seed in the mind, and we plant the seed in the soil. So when we doing our job, me, our company, and others are going out, that's where we met at the Sustainable Living Fair, we're looking for these solutions. What can we do to make a better environment? What can we do for better health? How does this play a factor in economics? So when we plant the seed in the soil, we can start growing the, the, the numbers in the economics. And what we have is there's over 25,000 uses of hemp. And it, right here in the United States, according to uh, the HIA and... Um, uh, Boat Hemp, they've uh, let us know their numbers were, in 2013, it was about $580 million worth of product. The United States is the largest consumer of industrial hemp in the world. $580 million in 2013, $620 million in 2014. That's a billion dollars in a two-year time that we consume raw materials, food products, and other things that can be derived and made from industrial hemp. So what are we talking about economics? Well, let's get the education involvement. Let's get the farmers involved. Let's get the communities involved. Let's start that education with our children because 
that is crucial. When we're seeing numbers from around the world um, coming in at a higher rate than anything else other than beans and corn. Um, so it's hard when a farmer has farmed on his land for generations and all they plant is beans and corn and maybe a couple other crops, but those are the primary crops. And now you give them something new to work with in their fields. And now you now are reducing emissions and transportation because you'll see more communities will be able to grow it. You can grow a home with it. You can grow clothes with it right in your area. So now you're creating jobs locally in smaller sections around the, the country. And people can profit from this. The economics is you can make a profit. And we look at the products that can be made, 25,000 different uses, so that uh, we'll go back to the hemp pressed seed oil that we can eat, that can make fuels. That same oil can make plastics. So you can extract lignans from this plant. You can extract sugars, starches, and lignans to make virtually glues and other products. I don't know all of those, but that you, when we are looking at a binder or glues and it, it just how things can be done without using chemicals or limited chemicals. Now we know that plastics can be derived. They knew it in 1941. Ford made a plastic-derived car, and we, we can reduce our consumption on oils by using plastics for going to the environment. If we can make from hemp pressed seed oil a plastic that's biodegradable, non-toxic, sign me up. Now, I know that there's people making products uh, in the U.S. here. Where are we getting the, the, the products, the, the raw materials from? Uh, most of our food products are coming out of Canada, and Canada has been growing industrial hemp since 1998, and they primarily grow it for the foods, they, the seed, the oil, and the protein powders. And now it's just lighting up, and then other raw materials come from around the world. You see primarily out of Europe. Europe is a big supplier, Australia. And I know the textile industry is super huge in China. And, you know, this plant has been around for 10,000 plus years. Yes. It's also part of our DNA and makeup. And that's why it works so well with us is because of we've evolved with this plant. Yes. So the thing is, we can import it to make stuff, but we're not allowed to grow it. Hmm. Well, we're, we're changing that. Yes. And like states like Colorado, Tennessee... Um, Kentucky, now North Carolina is coming on. They're waiting to see their governor sign the paperwork. I stay close in communications with um, farm activities around the world. My wife kind of looks at our phone bill and goes, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I keep up with the states. Um, Minnesota just came on board. So now we can get this seed into these bright, brilliant minds, and, and we're making these sustainable products and you know we do live in today as modern 2015 i can feed my children food with that i can clothe my children i can build a home with that and to me we're giving our motto is from the farm not the forest we want those giants to grow we want to 
let this plant, it takes 30 years for a tree to mature before you would use it for any other product. We can grow this within 60, 90, 120 day growth cycle. And in southern regions here, like in Texas and Alabama and Florida and North Carolina, you can get two crops out a year. That's huge. And I know other regions of the world, like in Thailand, for example, they can grow four crops a year. Wow. That's a lot of hemp. And that keeps the farmers happy. That keeps businesses happy. And we can look at changing with just this one plant. But we are, uh, we're passionate about our environment. And the Hemp Solutions is dedicated to creating sustainable, renewable products to help protect the planet and future generations. So the sustainability, we were one of the, not to toot our own horn, but at the Sustainable Living Fair, we had so many people around our booth. Oh, yes. And we also gave a workshop, a hempcrete workshop to build with this. And that was so successful. We were, there was standing, people were standing around us. So people are hip to hemp. And I believe there's going to be more hempaholics like myself coming on board real soon. Yes, count me in. I'm 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 a hempaholic too. So, <laughs> so so you're the co-founder and managing director of Hemp Solutions USA. What is your vision for the future of hemp in the U.S.? Well, you know, our mission is to make a significant contribution to improving the environment by producing high-quality renewable innovations while educating, encouraging, and facilitating the use of earth-friendly materials. And the vision is to lead the eco-friendly materials marketplace for the provisions of the highest quality products, expert advice, and outstanding customer service. We are dedicated with our core values. We take responsibility for our manufacturing process, our environmental policies, and the commitment to excellence in how we service our customers. And we believe in renewable products and not only help but there's others, flax, naff, jute, and bamboo will help this planet stay strong and live for many more years by cleaning the soils, cleaning the air, and helping the people become healthier. That's fantastic. Derek, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. And I want to thank you, Coach Freddie, for having me on as a guest on High Hemp Revolution. And I want to thank your audience for listening. And I want to let people know that our future is looking bright. And when we can use a plant like this, it's here for us to use. And we're foolish if we don't. Yes. So how can people find you, um, Derek? Uh, they can go to our website, which is uh, hemp. H-E-M-P-Solutions.org. We are on the Facebook, uh, Hemp Healthy Today. My personal email is Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at hemp-solutions.org. Or they can email us at info at hemp-solutions.org. Fantastic. Derek, thanks again. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today. And make sure you subscribe to the IHAMP Revolution podcast on iTunes and give us a review. Go to facebook.com forward slash IHAMP Revolution. Like us and tell your friends about us and spread the word about 
iHempRevolution on Twitter, LinkedIn, and how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profits. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them, and thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.